Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful David Richmond. David, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thank you. Excited to have you on. David is the author of Cycle of Lives, 15 People's Stories, 5,000 Miles, and a Journey Through the Emotional Chaos of Cancer. David, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, sure. So my personal life is uh, involved around all the stuff that everybody else is, trying to keep as much on our plate and get as much off our plate as possible. But I do uh, endurance athletics, which I picked up in uh, my late 30s, actually. I was an overweight smoker, pretty unhappy, didn't uh, didn't really take care of myself or my own needs. Um, I had young kids, a, t- a four-year-old twins, and uh, it was in a horrible relationship and said, oh, man, I got to get us out. And um, when I did... I happened to walk by a, a mirror where I saw my reflection and I'm like, dude, like, who are you? And I just didn't have the answer. And um, so I embarked on this journey of putting down the cigarettes, starting to eat healthy and, and starting to do um, running. And then that led to doing Ironmans and hundred mile runs, 500 mile bike rides and all this crazy stuff. And um, then uh, in reflection of that, at that same downtime in my life, my sister was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And um, I was drawn to this idea. I'm, I'm, I'm a writer. And, and I was drawn to this idea when I saw what she and others were going through. Maybe not her so much. She was pretty open and able to talk. But I noticed that people were really good about talking about the tasks around their trauma. But they weren't real good about talking about the feelings. And everybody I spoke to, George, had some kind of level of, oh, I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have the freedom to do this, or I don't know what to say, or, oh, you know, you know, like around the emotional side of it. And so that's what drew me to, to write this book. Wow. That is, that is, that is quite a story. (laughs) So quitting smoking is, 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 is no small feat. I, I, I did it years ago. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how long did you smoke for before you quit? Uh, well, we can talk in time or cigarettes, but it was about 250,000 cigarettes <laughs> and, and about 20 years. Ooh. So yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I heard a hundred times, you know, you got to quit. And I told myself a hundred times you got to quit, but, um, it was like w- one thing that I didn't, I inherently, I just didn't want to fail at quitting. And so I never tried to quit because I, I felt like, dude, if you fail at this, then it's over. Like, like, like I, I knew I had to quit, but I, I didn't want to quit. And I didn't want to fail at quitting, like quit, start, quit, start, quit, start. And then uh, during that, that time, my, my sister, my uh, sister was, uh, uh, you know, have, going through her brain cancer. I have twins, my daughter, uh, said to me she she must have heard you know in in kindergarten or something that 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 smoking causes cancer and june has cancer so she's gonna die so you're gonna die so she said you know dad we we quit smoking Hmm. and i'm like wow that's the first time i really heard it and so um yeah so then i did it it was hard 
it was, but I, I, the, the second I quit, I never had another cigarette. Amazing. You know, it's fascinating to me to try to figure out why and how we as human beings decide to actually make change. And you did it in a couple of different regards, right? You quit smoking, you started eating healthy, you started exercising, and you went from being, I don't know if you were sedentary or not, sort of guessing oh, yeah. that you were, to the absolute David Goggins opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that crazy. I've done some crazy <laughs> stuff. You know, I've, I've run, you know, 25 hours straight, four marathons. I've done, you know, nearly a 5,000 mile solo bike ride in, in only 45 days. It does some pretty crazy stuff, but yeah. Um, you know, one of my book participants, he, a, a guy, his story is crazy. I won't, I won't go into it right now, but he has this great way of explaining how in one second he was able to change almost everything about his perspective, his personality, his oneness with himself, with the world. Well, he met this woman and he said, it was like, I put on a new pair of glasses and, and it was like, I mean, oh my God, right? If you just see things, just the tiniest bit more in focus, things change just a little bit, it can change the world. And so for me, that little change was, was you know, all, all of these factors that happened at that one time and then, you know, really taking an honest look in the mirror and saying like, who are you? Like, cause we got, we're pretty good at fooling ourselves. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll eat better when, uh, you know, I'll reduce my stress when life gets easier, you know, uh, I'll be better friend when, when I'm not so busy at work, we're really good at fooling ourselves. And I was a master at it. And so when I just took an honest look, I just went, man, you know, you got some good stuff about you. Keep that. You got some bad stuff about you. You need to, you need to work on it. I love it. So much powerful stuff. Keep the good, get rid of the bad. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah, no, sorry to interrupt you, George. I'm just saying like, like, like if you are able to take an honest look at yourself and, and go, you know, like, look, man, you're, you're, you're kind of wasting your potential. You're, 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 you're wasting who you want to become or who you could become. Then for me, I'm sure this, what might resonate with people, I, I needed to like forgive myself and free my mind a little bit because uh, I've run into times in my life. And I certainly have seen others run into a time in their life where they come to the realization about who they are and where they're at in life. And that's the point that they give up trying to change because it's already too late. They already feel guilty. They're burdened by their, their past. They got a chip on their shoulder. They, you know, they, they already know the, the outcome or whatever the reason is. And I just, I just said, dude, just forgive yourself for not being, who you want it to be, where you want to be. You don't even know, just go figure it out, find out, but do it with free mind. And that, that was the key for me. It was like those two things, like being super honest and authentic with myself and then saying, okay, just like, it's okay. You know, move on. You're, you're good. Now you could, you could go start again. That is powerful. David is how does that tie it see it, it, it strikes me that there's a tie-in there when you were talking about focusing on tasks versus actually addressing the feelings yeah yeah and for a guy who and i a lot of guys are like this some most people are like this i think um 
I wrote a, I wrote a different book about it that that we 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 grow up going okay I got to be X Y Z to make my parents happy or my teacher or I got to do this so my boss will hire me or give me a promotion or we do all these things for other people right so we're really good especially if you're a pleaser especially if you're like wanting to fix things and you know in my case everything about myself right uh, you're really good at the tasks right but when do we just step back and 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 look in the mirror and 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 looking in the mirrors oftentimes i'm using that as an analogy now but like when i have a heartfelt meaningful conversation with you with somebody close to me that's kind of like like settling down looking in the mirror being real interacting in a, in a positive way right like nothing's off the table there's no bs involved like let's just let's just be real and that's that that's hard it's hard to do it's it's really really hard to do you know, and, and that's where you start to deal with feelings. It requires immense courage by you as an individual to do that. And then also, I imagine, um, and it does, to, to make yourself vulnerable. And I, I guess maybe that's the term to engage in that conversation with somebody else. Um, and like going yeah. back to your sister, um, being able to you, I, I don't know why I'm trying to put words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Listen, you're you're absolutely right. And and the thing is, is um, there's this there's this concept of sonder. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the word sonder. I wasn't mm. uh, uh, for most of my life, but sonder is this is this uh, thought that um, that we are all just passerbyers in each other's lives, which is unbelievably fascinating, right? Because uh, man, would I beat myself up for disappointing someone or thinking that somebody didn't think good of me, right? Boy, did I beat myself up, but I could care less what I thought about me. And so when, you know, when, when you, when you do c connect in a way that says, I'm going to be authentic, it really only matters who, who I am because George, we're just passive buyers, right? You and your listeners, you and me, most of the people we run into in our lives, it's your life. You're living it. I'm not living it. And that's, that's really, I, I just learned that also through writing the book about cancer, right? Is that, is that pe people don't want sympathy. They don't want to hear that you're sorry because it's not your life, man. You didn't have anything to do with them losing their grandma or them going through a difficult time at work. That's not, you have nothing to do with it. Don't be sorry about it. Just, and don't, don't, don't feel bad for them, right? Just empathize with them connect with them. And, and that's hard. It's so hard to do, but it's so, like I said earlier, like if you could just focus on that one thing, you know, like, like that honest, authentic connection with yourself, with other people, it, it's a hard place to go to, but once you do, man, it's an easy place to refine every minute, you know? I love it. We do care a lot about what other people think of us, even though we may never interact with them ever again. And yeah. we, we care so little about, about ourselves and, and taking care of ourselves. And I wrote down that you've got to run your own race and <laughs> that there's wordplay yes. there because you run 5,000 miles or, or, or whatever. Yeah. And you focus on that. Yeah. That was so, let me tell you a super quick story. Okay. My very first half Ironman that I was going to do, I was still overweight. 
uh, obviously I quit smoking. I got to the point where I thought I could do a half Ironman, which is for anybody listening, a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and then a half marathon. And I had never done any of those distances on my own <laughs> individually. Right. And I go up there and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm this endurance athlete and whatever. And I'm working on myself and I get, I get to the race and at the, at the start, they're doing a wave start. And it's like the 35 to 39 year old men or something are doing the wave start. And every single one of them is looks like a Greek God. And I'm like, what the hell am I even doing here? Like these guys are athletes, man. I mean, look at me. What the hell? I'm getting, I'm getting out of here. And, and I, you know, I don't belong in this group. Right. And all of a sudden the gun goes off and one dude falls on his back and he started doggy paddling backwards. And another guy starts swimming in circles and another guy swims to the edge of the river and kind of like catches his breath. And I'm like, Oh man, I can swim better than those guys. <laughs> like they don't, they don't seem to care like that anybody's watching them. Cause if they did, man, they would not be out here. Right. Yeah. Is it, who swims on their back on doggy paddle at a half fireman, especially when they look like a Greek God. And then it hit me like, dude, run your own race. <laughs> like you're here for you. Nobody's paying you. Right. Nobody cares. Nobody's watching. Just, just do what you do. Run your race. I love, I love that, 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 that saying that you, you just gave us. Um, yeah. So I was just like, who cares, man? Nobody's watching. Nobody cares. That's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Run your own race. And it strikes me, I was, I, I was just thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about how, how probably a lot of the most successful people, um, it was, it was in the context of somebody who moved here from, from another country that does not enjoy the same freedoms as ours. And immediately they recognized the opportunity and they started taking advantage of it. And I thought, you know, this person doesn't care what anybody thinks they are seizing the opportunity and pursuing the life that they want versus, you know, me, I'm guilty of, oh, geez, I, I, I wonder what that person thinks about me. And, and if I do this, geez, what, 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 you know, what will people's perceptions be? It's like, what a waste of time. It's a waste of time. And there's a fine line, right? Between being self-aware and being self-caring and mm -hmm. maybe being selfish or self-centered you know, like as long as you're doing things ethically, as long as you have intention, and I know that 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 doesn't resonate with everybody, because if you do something bad and you explain it away as, well, I didn't intend to do that. Well, okay, that's bullshit. But, but if you do things with good intention and you do things from a heart-centered, authentic, you know, above the line kind of, you know, origination point, then doing it for yourself is great. Like I used to tell my kids, they're like, oh, all, these, all of our friends come over and you cook us dinner. You don't have to do that. And I go, yeah, you're right. I don't have to. I get to do it. Like, it's not a have to. Like, I'm doing it for me. I, I know that you like it, but I'm doing it because it's what I like. And so that's the kind of self-care, you know, I, 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 I do. And I still am guilty, who's not, of wondering, like, what's that person think or what's that person think? But I, where I used to have that as the only part in the equation, maybe that's less of a factor and more of a factor is what do I think? And um, it's, it's a, it's a really wonderful place to be because then you can learn, you know, you can learn about yourself and what you're doing and where you belong in the world. And honestly, I mean, George, if, if we are just passerbyers in everybody's life, why the heck do we care what anybody thinks? Mm. 
Right. Tell you what, Michael Jordan doesn't care what people think. No. You know, Oprah Winfrey <laughs> doesn't. Elon Musk doesn't. They could care less what anybody thinks. Why? Because they're just living their lives, man. They're 100% tuned into what they want, which is great because they do a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Made me think uh, as you were talking about the process of quitting smoking and you were reticent, nervous, afraid to do it because you didn't want to fail at it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know that when I recognize I'm concerned about what other people think about me, I don't beat myself up and say, you know, geez, I just need to go from caring about what other people think to no longer caring. And if I find myself doing it, then I'm going to beat myself up because I'm not perfect. And I imagine it's like everything else that we've been talking about. You just need to start doing it and you'll get better at it. You, You do. I mean, look, when I first, the very first run that I went on George was I wanted to learn how to run. So I actually hired a running coach and I said, Hey, let's go for a run. He goes, yeah, meet me at, at, you know, on the, on the strand in Santa Monica, we'll go for a mile run and I'll check out, you know, your gate and see how you do. I couldn't run two minutes at a 12 minute pace. Hmm. I, I literally, I stopped and I sat on the curb. Like he goes, wow. He goes, wow. Wow. Are you out of shape? And I'm like, yeah, I couldn't, (laughs) I mean, I couldn't run two minutes. But then you learn, right? I, then I ran two minutes and then I ran four minutes and then I ran a mile. And then a few weeks later, I ran three miles and you just figure it out. Now, when I go out for like a four or five mile run, I'm like, oh, you barely went for a run. And all of a sudden, like just, you know, how many years ago I could run two minutes and now I, now I can run 50 miles. Mm. It's like, but it, it takes time. Right. And it's that same thing. Like I didn't all of a sudden go uh, you know, I'm a Mr. Fixer, want to be fixer, you know, care about what everybody thinks to the next day going, I don't care what anybody thinks. It's, it's not that easy, but, um, but that self-talk uh, helps that, that, that true, authentic look in the mirror, honest with yourself, self-talk really, really helps you kind of bridge the gap between there and here a little bit faster because, you know, it's hard to lie to yourself when you're looking in the mirror and saying, whoa, dude, what's up? You know, love it. Well, you've already given us a bunch, David, but people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have? For <laughs> uh, let me, can I tell it to you in a super uh, quick story? Of course. So the, 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 I did this 87 mile rollerblade race. Hey, imagine that, George, on a rollerblade, especially a guy that's not very coordinated. It went from Athens, Georgia to, to Atlanta, Georgia. And I had no business being out there. It was ridiculous. And it was so hard. And about 30 miles in, and this is kind of at the very beginning of my journey into endurance athletics. And um, about 30 miles in, I'm hitting the wall. My legs are done. I'm I'm. I'm totally dehydrated. I'm hundred percent toast. I, I'm in uncharted waters. I've never been anywhere near as far down the road of pushing myself ever nowhere near physically in my life. And I stop and I lean over and I'm like, I'm, I turn myself, you know, parallel or perpendicular to the hill because otherwise I'd slide back down and I look and there's the sag wagon, you know, the, the, the wagon that picks up the stragglers that aren't going to make it to the finish line. And I go, man, I don't want to do that because if I don't go any further, I'm going to know what my limit is. I'm going to know everything about myself. Hmm. And I said, man, please, you got to figure something out. And, and I see this line on the ground that's from my sweat. 
And I go, well, if you could just cross the line, you're going to be in new territory. Like you're going to learn something. And then if you could do another step, you're going to learn something and another step. So it's not really about like accomplishing your goal. It's about learning. And I said, wow, man. All right. So if I don't make it, that's cool. But every step I take, I'm going to learn something. And so I just, I used that to power me that day. And I figured out a way to get to the finish line about six and a half hours later. And I was complete toast at the end. Uh, That's that's an understatement. I got sick. It was, it was, it was horrible, but, but at least I learned all this stuff. So every time that I run into a difficulty along whatever stretch work, personal life, you know, professional life, writing, you know, writer's block, an athletic event, whatever. And I hit the, the, the roof. I'm like, I'm done. I go, ah, oh, man, can you figure out what you can learn if you could just go a little bit harder? And sometimes you can't, but you learn that too. But you just go, ah. Oh. And so before I used to say, I got to accomplish this, which, which is a different driver than, than I want to learn. I want to seek. I want to, I want to find, I want to find stuff out. I want to learn rather than I need to get somewhere. And so I don't know. That'd be my, my tip. That's what I use. I use that visual in my head of, you know, just, just figure out a way to take one more step, you know? So that, that would be my, that'd be my, that's my little driver. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. I think that's incredible. And it's so true. Just take that next step. If I get over this little line of sweat, that is maybe yeah. the last sweat inside my body. <laughs> if I can get over that. <laughs> that, that I, I might've been. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, sometimes you got to give up, right? So, so sometimes you hit the, you got to know when to quit, but also, Maybe, maybe, uh, especially if you're doing things for yourself, you, we kind of quit on ourselves a little too easy. And uh, yeah, it's been a wonderful learning journey for sure. These stories that 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 are in our heads, and whether they're true or we're just telling them ourselves, and they're absolutely not true, but that you're feeling like you're going to be a failure if you didn't make smoking, and you know, if I yeah. stop this this rollerblade race right now, it's going to be the story of my rest of my life. Cause I know this, that's it. I mean, and yeah. it could have been, they both could have been true because you pushed back, pushed uh, past both of them, but it's just, it's fascinating what, what, what we do uh, between our ears. Yeah, it really is. And it's, I mean, uh, yeah. And the crazy thing is, is it doesn't have to be whatever way it is, right? Right. It could be whatever way you want it to be, but man, we're just not wired to know that. At least, at least I wasn't smart enough to know that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that are going, yeah, no, uh, yeah, who doesn't know this stuff, right? But I didn't know it. Right? So I'm, I'm glad I found out, even if it was a little later in life. Oh, I think it's so valuable just to hear people talking about it. So, because we don't know unless we engage and explore these things. So I appreciate you yeah. being uh, the person that you are and, and sharing and writing and expressing yourself and, 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 and keep taking those next steps. So, sure. well, thank you so much for coming on, Dave. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, the latest book, this uh, cycle of lives, um, all the proceeds go to the cancer organizations that were uh, chosen by the 15 book participants. So great cancer organizations around the country. They're listed in the book, listed on my website, um, I do expressive writing workshops for cancer organizations and other trauma organizations um, to try to help people deal with their um, the emotional self-talk um, and deal with that that issue we just finished up on, which is what's you know in between our ears. 
And um, uh, you can find the book wherever books are sold. The Audible just came out, which is awesome. I had 15 different actors each do one of the 15 uh, people in the story. So wherever books are sold, it's Cycle of Lives. And you can find me, David Richmond, all over that thing called the Internet. And uh, if you're interested, it's they're very inspiring, uplifting, evocative stories that we can all learn from. And uh, I think if you read it, you'll you'll learn from the people who, who are so uh, cur- courageous in, in telling their story and with the hopes of empowering people like you and I to have the tools to start really hard conversations. And so if that um, rings a bell with you, then, you know, go buy the book and know that the proceeds are going to help help people going through a struggle. Well said. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Cycle of Lives wherever you buy your books um, and find David on social media and all over the internet. I'll list all those places in the notes of the show. Thanks again, David. You're welcome, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.